From the campus at Northern State University, this is an EdTech podcast for South Dakota teachers. Hi, Dr. Frankham here for another episode. What we're talking about today is something that we had talked about in my class in educational technology and distance teaching. We had a guest speaker come, a fourth, no, fifth grade teacher from a local elementary school, and she came via Skype and spoke to our class. And one of the things that she felt like she wasn't prepared enough on to be a teacher in educational technology was being prepared to communicate with parents about what's going on in the classroom. This is probably a difficulty for a lot of teachers in the state, I imagine. How do I communicate with parents? Sometimes we dread it, I'm sure, um, because maybe there are discipline issues or, or whatnot. But there are a lot of technological tools that can help us to communicate better to our classroom. And uh, one of the questions that teachers often have as they think about communication tools, some of the most common tools, and one of the questions teachers have is, should I create a class website or should I create a class blog? It's an age-old question. People have been asking it since the days of the cavemen. Well, not really. But anyway, yes, website or blog? Well, first let's talk about the difference between the two. What is a website? Well, a website is a group of pages that is placed online. It's um, relatively static, meaning that the content doesn't change as easily or as often as on a blog. And uh, you can have groups of pages on a website, right? You can have multiple pages. Each page could have a different purpose on your website. So that's a nice feature. A blog, of course, is a little bit different. Mainly it's just a one-page thing, but you have multiple posts on that page. And the older posts go down to the bottom, while the new posts that you post go to the top. So a blog has this chronological nature that a website does not have necessarily. And uh, it allows you to post things that have dates on them. But as the new posts come up to the top, the old posts get lost down at the bottom of the blog and might go to a separate page or a different time in the blog. So those are some of the differences between websites and blogs. Well, to answer the question, website or blog, should I create a class website or should I create a class blog? First, I need to ask you a question. What is the purpose of creating it? What do you want the whatever you create, whether it's a blog or a website, to do? And then you can go from there, right? In order to be able to figure this out, you have to know what you want it to do before you go any further. And I'll help you to answer that question, too, by asking a few other questions to you. Do you want to post static content? that changes very little and stays in one place. If that's the case, if you want to have content that really doesn't change very often, you can change what's on a website, but it's easier on a blog to maybe post updates and things that are chronological. So you might want to think about having a website if there is, if your content is going to be mostly static and maybe not as updated as often. Uh, Do you want the information to change and be updated often? And that might lean you more towards creating a class blog, not a class website. Because a blog is something that, uh, it's easier to post on a blog. You can make a new post, you can put it up there really fast, you can send it by email even. It's as easy as sending an email on a lot of blog tools. Do you want to share what happens in your class each day or each week? If you do, then you're leaning more toward wanting a class blog rather than a website. Because if you want to share with parents and others what's going on in your classroom each week, 
you need to look at maybe a blog because you can make a post each week or each day and have a picture there and tell about what happened in your class. And so that's a nice feature of a blog. Let's see, do you want to post assignments and reminders that show up at the top of the page but will be gone after a time? And again, that's a blog format. A blog will allow you to post something uh, on the top of the page, but as you post new things on the top of the page, new posts on your blog, those will make older posts go away after a while. So, And it depends on your blog settings how long they stay on the main page, but yeah, as you post new things, the old things go away. Although they can still be found, you just have to search for them a little bit more. Do you want to post assignments and reminders? This one is sort of going toward both. It could be blog or website, depending on how you want to use it. Because either one of those tools, blog or website, will allow you to post assignments and reminders. But they do it in different ways. A website might have a tool where you can easily post these assignments and reminders. And a blog is a chronological listing of assignments and reminders. My thinking here, though, is if you get, if you want to just post assignments and reminders, there are other tools out there that we'll talk about that will allow you to do that much easier than either a blog or a website. So we'll talk about those in a moment. And then finally, do you want students to be able to post updates, pictures, or thoughts? Now this is going into a student-centered classroom, right? You're talking about how students might be able to create something on their own. Well, you're leaning toward a blog if that's what you want. If you want students to be able to post their own parts of this website or, or post, if you want students to be able to post updates, pictures, or thoughts, then you're leaning more toward this idea of having a blog where students can log in and then post and maybe even comment on posts and so forth. Another question is, do you want comments on your posts from other people? Do you want people to be able to comment on the things that you post? Again, if that's the case, then you want to use a blog, because blogs have a built-in comment item there. If you do not want comments on your posts, you can also have a blog. You can just turn off commenting, or maybe a website is what you want. You just want to post something there, and, and it's not really a dynamic type of a content. So where is the web going? Where is technology going as far as these things go? Well, the web is going more the direction of a blog where one can post new posts very often, share things about what's going on, and it's a very dynamic way of viewing things. Things change quite often in blogs. And that's the way the web is really going, but that doesn't mean that that's how you have to go for your class. There, there are also very valid reasons just to have a website that's more static and only updated every once in a while. Okay, so I think I mentioned some of the things about blogs and websites. Let's talk about some of the alternatives to these approaches to even a blog or a website. What are some alternatives that will help me maybe communicate with um, the parents and students in my class? Uh, of course, there are alternatives such as a Facebook account and being friends with um, students or other parents on your Facebook account or a Twitter account, something like that, a social media account in which you are connected to parents and friends and students. Although you do have to be careful with these, you know, if you do have an account where you are connecting with students and parents, make sure that it, you only use that account for those purposes. Don't use it for political or personal types of posts. Because of what can happen, well, there's a lot that can happen. Teachers have lost their jobs over this type of a thing, as I think I've mentioned before. 
Um, here's, here's another alternative. Why not have a website with a blog as a page on the site? There are some popular tools that I'll mention in a minute that will allow you to easily create a website and then as one of the pages on your website you can have a blog page and uh, that will allow you to do both, right? You can have static content on the web pages that you create with uh, some of your favorite links maybe or some of the favorite things that you want students to always know or parents and then you can also have a page there that will be easily updated every, every so often as a blog. Another alternative is to have an online photo album. You can have albums, you can share pictures with others online and there are some tools that allow us to do that as well that I will talk about. So if you want to share about what's going on in your class, maybe an online photo album would be a good tool there. And you can point parents to that tool and they'll be able to see those. Another one is a text slash email message blaster. And you can send group texts or group emails to parents. Usually it's to parents, but sometimes also to students to remind them about homework or about other announcements that you may have in your class um, every so often. And there are some tools that allow us to do that. So those are some alternatives to just a website or just a blog. You can have a website with a blog maybe, you can have an online photo album that you share, or a text or email message blaster. Okay, so finally let's get into some of the tools. Well, if you want to create a website, one of my most recommended tools, and I've heard teachers talk about this all the time, is Weebly. Weebly is a great website for creating your own website. Yeah, that sounds weird. Yeah, it's a website you go to, and you log in, and then you create your own website there, and uh, you can have your class website. And it's a very easy tool, a very visual-oriented. It's a WYSIWYG. What you see is what you get. That's an acronym for, for what you see is what you get. Um, and you can use it very nicely as Weebly. The next one is Wix. It's also a WYSIWYG editor. It's a little bit more complex to use, and, uh, but it offers better, I think, more, I guess, modern-looking templates than Weebly. But I think I'd stick to Weebly if I were a classroom teacher. And then a third one, of course, is Google Sites. Now, Google Sites is, of course, very good for teachers who have the Google platform in their schools or working with a lot of Google products, and maybe they already have an account here. Create a site at sites.google.com. None of these three sites require a teacher to have any HTML skills, which is nice because you don't really have to know those things to create a website. You could just create it visually. Um, Google Sites, though, is um, not as good as far as its templates go. It's, uh, it allows you to do more with um, pages and other things than maybe Weebly does, but the templating on the site is just not very good, so I don't recommend that as much as Weebly either. Okay, so what if you want to create a blog? Well, um, one of my favorites that I use, of course, for this um, site as well is blogger.com. This is created by and provided by Google. Um, blogger.com is a nice blog, especially for if you are going to use the blog yourself as a teacher and share what's going on in your classroom. If you want a blog where students can post and to participate, that has some more features that might keep internet predators away and um, commenters and so forth that you might not want. There's a good site called kidblog.org and that will let you actually create an account and then it makes it easier to create accounts for all of your students to be able to post to that blog as well that you create. So that's an alternative to Blogger. And so those are the blog tools. If you would like to do maybe an album 
an online photo album for photo sharing, you could use something like Apple's iCloud or Picasa, Google's Picasa photo album features. And those will allow you to take pictures and very easily and automatically post those online for parents to view. Now those are limited to only pictures though, so there's not much more you can share besides just pictures of what's going on in your class. But what is nice about those is that you can share an album such that only the parents or whoever is invited can view the pictures. If you want a tool for all-around classroom management, there's a great tool called Class Dojo. And Class Dojo allows you to record interactions with your students, like if they're paying attention, they're participating more or less. You have a list of your students, you can add different things into, into each student saying, he paid attention, he participated, oh, this student did not do very well today, wasn't listening, um, didn't follow directions, those kinds of things. And in fact, Class Dojo helps you communicate with parents too, because of, with those updates that you make, those are actually shared with parents as well, if you want them to be. And what's interesting in Class Dojo is they have a, a new feature called Class Story that is like a class blog, basically. So if you keep a record of your students and so forth in Class Dojo, you can add on a blog and share pictures and share text about what's going on in your classroom, and it will automatically already connect with the parents that you have in your Class Dojo account. So that's a very nice tool actually for classroom management and I do hear teachers talking about that a lot too. There's a lot of buzz about that. Um, finally, if you want a text slash email message blaster, there's nothing quite as good as Remind.com. And so Remind.com allows you to sign up a class and create a, an account for your class and then have parents and or students sign up. And as they sign up, they share their either, maybe they want email or maybe they want texts and they can choose which one they want and whatever they choose they put in their number you don't ever they don't never see your number you never see students numbers it just keeps track of them all at remind.com so that anytime you send a message it will just blast out to all those who have subscribed to your class so you might send a message saying well the worksheet is due tomorrow don't forget to bring it in don't forget to bring your musical instrument whatever it is you can send this blast reminder, and you only have to send one, it's just like sending a text, and it goes to the entire group of whoever subscribed to this. So the only trick there is getting enough parents and students to subscribe to the service so that they will get your, your texts or emails and your message blasts that you send out. So those are some wonderful tools for communicating with your students and parents and others. So, going back to the age-old question, website or blog? And the answer really is, it depends, right? But hopefully some of the information we provided for you will help you to decide whether you want to have a classroom website or a classroom blog. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you next time.